UFOs Fact or Fiction? On January 4, 2021 the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency declassified thousands of documents on unidentified flying objects, UFOs, and posted them online. These mostly contain documents reporting UFO sightings in the foreign press and memos about how the agency handled public inquiries about UFO sightings. This provides compelling evidence of how the U.S. government has been taking the sightings UFOs seriously for the past 70 years, despite publicly denying their existence. They show evidence of close encounters with flying saucer-type craft by people in all walks of life from American pilots in the sky to travelers on a train in Baku, Azerbaijan. These add to the multitude of claimed encounters with UFOs by people, backed by photographs and films purporting to be sightings of UFOs. 95% of claims of supposed UFO sightings can be explained away. Hoaxes, meteors, weather balloons, birds, tricks of the light or the imagination of the viewer. But there are 5% which cannot be explained this way. In 1947 Kenneth Arnold, a US pilot, claimed to see nine flying saucers a trainer Washington. Two weeks later it was claimed that a UFO craft crashed in Roswell. New Mexico and that the U.S. government has since conducted secret experiments on bodies taken from the site. Despite denials by the authorities, UFO believers claim evidence that this event really happened. There are photos of what look like flying saucers passing the U.S. Capitol building. There are now regular programs on TV channels claiming that aliens have been with us throughout time and were responsible for constructions like the pyramids and Stonehenge. Some say they were even responsible for our creation and have been regularly visiting the Earth throughout history. Blockbuster films like E.T., Independence Day, Men in Black and the Star Wars series treat space travel and encounters with aliens as a fact of life. Many people believe such encounters are happening now. I recently watched a program showing how an aircraft had mysteriously disappeared in the Alaska Triangle, a northern version of the Bermuda Triangle where ships were supposed to have disappeared mysteriously. These disappeared with no trace of any crash site or debris, although flight recordings of indistinct voices fading into the distance were picked up. The program claimed the plane had been abducted by a flying saucer or had flown into a portal into another world. So are we being visited by aliens from outer space? When the Mars probe Perseverance landed on Mars on 19 February, Ken Willifield, the mission's deputy director, said one purpose of the mission was to answer the big questions are we alone in some sort of vast cosmic desert, or is life much more common? Big basic questions and we don't know the answers yet. The SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, project is backed by some of the world's richest men and uses the most powerful radio telescopes to search the universe for signs of life. The UN has even opened an office for outer space affairs, UNUSA, to prepare for contact with life from space. Despite claims of evidence of life forms on Mars, there is no evidence of any other life in the solar system. But what of the rest of the universe? There are an estimated 20,000 billion, billion stars with planets around them in the universe. So, the reasoning goes, there has got to be life on one or more of these planets somewhere. Some people hope that aliens from a more advanced civilization might come and help us out of the mess the human race is in. If such a life form could come into being in a distant galaxy, it then has to develop the most incredible technology to cover the vast distances in the universe to reach us.
the nearest star to us is 4.3 light years away, around 25 trillion miles. The Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years wide. The closest galaxy after the Milky Way is 1.5 million light years away. A spacecraft traveling at 1 million miles a day would take 70,000 years to cover the 25 trillion miles to the nearest star. To reach a distant star in the Milky Way or another galaxy altogether would take millions of years. A craft traveling at the speed of 1 million miles a day would be going so fast that if it hit even a very small object in space, which it probably would, it would explode. Leaving this problem aside, only beings who have a lifespan of millions of years and do not need food and drink to keep alive could cross the universe in spacecraft. If we are to believe the claims of UFO magazines, such craft are not only making it across the universe but also doing so in huge numbers. The sightings themselves raise a number of problems. At the same event they may be seen but not photographed or photographed but not seen. Despite apparently reaching incredible speeds of up to 18,000 miles per hour they have never given off a sonic boom. They violate the laws of physics making 90% turns at very high speeds. They may change shape, size and color at random. This is not the behavior of a physical craft or being. The universe and the multiverse. The Bible does not have any specific information on the subject of life in outer space. In Isaiah 45 verse 18 we read, For thus says the Lord, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited, I am the Lord, and there is no other. This verse teaches that the Lord is our creator. It implies that the earth is unique in the universe in being inhabited, suggesting that there are no other inhabited planets and therefore no aliens trying to visit us. On the other hand the Bible does point to the existence of angels and demons who are able on occasions to interact with humans. This raises the possibility of another question, which is actually being asked by physicists today. Is the observable universe all there is? Is our universe one of many within a multiverse, in other words are the realms which exist in a different dimension which we cannot see? In which case are supposed UFOs visitors coming from this different realm which exists alongside our universe? In a way the Bible agrees with this idea. Not a multiverse but at least three different realms which are capable of interacting with our world. And the visitors are not aliens from another planet. The very first verse in the Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1. The word for heavens, Shemaim in Hebrew, is a plural word. It is used of the stars in the universe as in Psalm 19.1 their heavens declare the glory of God and their firmament shows his handiwork. This use of the word heavens speaks of the physical observable universe, the sun, moon and stars, which reflect the glory of God. Any person anywhere on earth can observe that this exists. However it has other meanings indicating that there is more than one Shemaim. It is possible for God to draw back the veil which separates humans from the unseen realm where he exists. In Exodus 24 after God gives the Ten Commandments at Sinai, Moses takes seventy of the elders of Israel up to the mountain. In verse 24 we read, And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet as it were a paved work of sapphire stone, and it was like the very heavens, Shemaim, in its clarity. But on the nobles of the children of Israel he did not lay his hand. So they saw God, 
and they ate and drank. In other words while they were still in this body, eating and drinking, they saw another realm, Shemayim, heavens, where God dwells. In the New Testament Paul writes of a man in Christ who was caught up to the third heaven, he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. 2 Corinthians 12 verses 2-5. It is generally believed that Paul is speaking of himself. What is significant is that he is talking about being taken out of this realm while in this body into another unseen realm given the name here as paradise. In the book of Revelation John writes of his experience of being taken out of the realm where he was, in captivity on the island of Patmos, into a heavenly realm, after these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Revelation 4 verse 1. This is followed by a description of the heavenly realm which he was taken into. When he returned to this realm he wrote down what he had seen there in the book of Revelation. All these experiences speak of another realm which could be described as a parallel universe. It is interesting that Paul speaks of the third heaven. If the first heaven is the physical universe and the third heaven is the realm where God dwells, what is in the second heaven? The Bible tells us that Satan, Lucifer was at one time the highest archangel in heaven. He fell from this position when he sought to exalt himself above God and take the place of God. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning! How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations! For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High. Isaiah 14 verses 12 to 15. As a result of his pride and seeking to take the place of God, Lucifer was cast out of heaven where God dwells. So where is he now? In Ephesians 6 Paul writes about another realm inhabited by the devil and spiritual hosts of wickedness, fallen angels or demons, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ephesians 6 verses 11 to 13. Revelation 12 writes of a war in the heavenly realms, which takes place at the midpoint of the final seven-year period of the Great Tribulation. The result is that the devil is thrown out of this heavenly realm to earth for the final three and a half years of the tribulation before the return of the Lord Jesus to the earth. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Revelation 12 verses 7-9. These passages show that the biblical view is that we do live in a kind of multiverse. There is the physical universe in which the earth is situated, the eternal realm where God exists and the heavenly places where the devil and the demons exist. Note that pictures showing the devil now sitting on a fiery throne in hell are not accurate. That is his final abode, but he is not there yet. 
The Bible also teaches that it is possible for there to be interaction between all of these realms. The presence of God appears at times on the earth. The Lord walks and talks with Adam in the Garden of Eden, Genesis 3. He talks to Abraham and other patriarchs of Israel. He appears to the Israelites in the pillar of fire and pillar of cloud that leads them through the wilderness in Exodus. Exodus 13.21. He comes as the angel of the Lord to appear visibly to Israelites in various occasions and to act on their behalf, Exodus 3 verse 2, Numbers 22 verses 22 to 35, Judges 2 verses 1 to 4, 6 verses 11 to 22, 13 verses 3 to 21. There are also angels who appear to bring messages from God, the word for angel in Hebrew is Malash and in Greek Angelos, both of which mean messenger. Two angels go into Sodom to set off the events that bring about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 18 and 19. The angel Gabriel appears to Mary to inform her that she is chosen to bear the Lord through the virgin birth. Luke 1 verses 26 to 28. Angels appear at the tomb of the risen Lord Jesus, telling the women, He is not here he is risen. Luke 24. The Bible narrative also gives reason to believe that as well as interventions on earth from God we also have interventions from the other side, from Satan and the demonic realm. In Genesis 3 Satan is able to indwell the serpent and speak though it, in order to tempt and deceive Eve to disobey God by eating of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. When Adam follows her in her disobedience to God, he hands over to Satan the power over the earth, which God had entrusted to him in Genesis 1 verses 26 to 28. Throughout the rest of the Bible we have interventions into human affairs from Satan and the demons, fallen angels who joined him in his revolt against God. UFOs or angels and demons? In his book, Alien Encounters. Chuck Missler says that appearances of aliens and UFOs can be explained by demons and deceiving spirits manifesting themselves. The Bible indicates that such activity will increase in the last days. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1. Interestingly UFO watchers claim that there is a passage in the Bible which describes alien contact with humans in the events which preceded the flood. Now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants, Nephilim, on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Genesis 6 verses 1 to 2. This claim is based on one interpretation of this passage, contested by some, but nevertheless widely believed, especially by ancient writers, that these giants or Nephilim were the product of sexual relations between some otherworldly beings, sons of God, and women on earth. The only other use of the phrase sons of God dash B'nai Elohim, in the Bible is in the book of Job when B'nai Elohim, accompany Satan to appear before the Lord, their sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Job 1 verse 6. Since these sons of God come in the company of Satan, 
this implies that they are evil entities not good ones. The Book of Enoch is an apocryphal book written around 200 BC, claiming to contain revelations given to Enoch. It is not inspired scripture and was obviously not written by Enoch who lived thousands of years earlier. We do not take this book as the authoritative word of God. Nevertheless some believe it does contain ancient traditions, passed down from earlier times. The book of Enoch states that Genesis 6 verses 1 and 2 is about fallen angels having children by human women, and the angels, the children of the heaven, saw and lusted after them, and said to one another, Come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men and beget us children. Enoch 6 verses 1 to 3. It goes on to describe this as something that defiled the human race and produced unnatural offspring, and they became pregnant, and they bear great giants, Nephilim. These brought great destruction on earth. According to the book of Enoch this process of the defilement of the human race began to take place in the days of Enoch's father whose name was Jared, a Hebrew word meaning comes down. The idea of angels coming down from their rightful place to some defiling action on earth is contained in the book of Jude, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Jude 6. See also 2 Peter 2 verses 4 and 5. Chuck Missler has a chapter in his book, their return of Nephilim in which he shows how many cultures have stories about gods having relationships with human women and producing giants. Greek mythology in particular is full of stories of gods who mated with women and produced demigods, giant men known as titans with great strength like Achilles. Those who believe UFOs have been with us throughout history claim that these accounts are evidence of the past events and that the sons of God who came down were actually aliens who interacted with humans in ancient times. Chuck Missler says that the sons of God in Genesis 6 were not visitors from outer space, but evil spiritual entities or demons. He concludes that so-called aliens today are in fact supernatural beings manifesting themselves in a form which makes them acceptable to the modern mindset. Whereas in the past evil spirits may have appeared as goblins or ghosts, today people are reluctant to believe in those things, so they appear as aliens, something which has become part of our mainstream culture. J. Allen Hayek in an article Machines Made of Shadows has written, The spiritual theory explains why UFOs can make right-angle turns. It explains why they can be dematerialized, why sometimes they are picked up on radar and sometimes not. Whitley Stryber, in his book Communion about his abduction by aliens, wrote I felt an indescribable sense of menace. Whatever was the seemed so monstrously ugly, so filthy and dark and sinister. Of course they were demons. They had to be. Messages from the Aliens William Alner in UFOs in the New Age wrote after reading literally hundreds of messages from Space Brothers during the past several years and carefully analyzing their views, I am convinced that these entities are trying to sell humanity one of the biggest deceptions of all time. Michael Penfold gave a talk on this subject in which he said that the UFO phenomenon is all about spiritual deception. It ties in with other influences like yoga, trademark, hypnosis, Zen Buddhism, drug taking in altering consciousness so that the normal function of the mind is bypassed by a spiritual entity aiming to deceive. To back this claim up he cites the five main messages which have been communicated by supposed contact with aliens. We are on the threshold of a new age of enlightenment. God is an impersonal force of which we are part. 
We are God and our divinity is within. There is no death. We are endlessly reincarnated. Good and evil are only illusions and one side of the same coin. Jesus is just a great teacher, one of many avatars who have come to earth. All roads lead to God. This in itself should show us that these entities are not aliens crossing billions of miles of space. Why bother to make this hazardous journey in such vast numbers as is being claimed, just to give us the same message as you can find in New Age in the occult? They are also big proponents of the idea of a new world order. Chuck Missler writes, Throughout the history of alleged extraterrestrial contact there is one theme that dominates C.T.'s messages to mankind. In order to survive, we must unify our resources into a global society, with a world governing body and global religion, those contacted have been told that the space beings hope to guide earth to a period of great unification. The space beings also seek to bring about a single, solidified government, which will conduct itself on spiritual principles. Alien Encounters page 158 Missler's conviction that these beings are demons is further strengthened by the fact that these alleged aliens are coincidentally concerned with the exact same philosophies espoused by the New Age movement. He says many abductees have shown an interest in paranormal activities, boards, astrology, witchcraft, astral projection, telepathic communication, channeling, past life regressions, and the like. These things are forbidden in the Bible because they are the way to contact the demonic realm. In Deuteronomy 18 verses 9 to 14 the Israelites are instructed not to follow the ways of the nations. When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations the Lord your God drives them out from before you. A film produced by Creation Ministries Alien Intrusion gives testimonies of people who had encounters with what they believed were UFOs. These people had previously been involved in occult activity like UA, tarot cards or seances. They then became Christians and renounced the occult. When the UFO attempted contact again they called on the name of Jesus and the supposed alien went away immediately. This in itself is evidence that these beings are not space travelers, but demons. The Lord Jesus has power over demons because he has conquered Satan and the demons through his death and resurrection. Those who put their trust in him know deliverance from the powers of darkness through calling on the name of Jesus. The Great Evacuation of special interest to Christians interested in the end times is Chuck Missler's claim that occultists have linked an invasion of aliens to the earth with a plan to evacuate the millions of people who are out of vibration with the earth mother. Extraterrestrials will beam up or levitate these individuals into hundreds of alien ships that are currently surrounding the earth. The chapter on the great evacuation, page 189 has these quotes, our rescue ships will be able to come in close enough in the twinkling of a night to set the lifting beams in operation in a moment. And all over the globe where events warrant it, this will be the method of evacuation. Mankind will be lifted, levitated shall we say, by the beams from our smaller ships. These smaller craft will in turn taxi the persons to the larger ships overhead, higher in the atmosphere, 
where there is ample space and quarters and supplies for millions of people. A message from extraterrestrials of the Ashtar Command, Project World Evacuation, 1993. Those whose thought patterns are out of sync with the universal consciousness or force, who do not go along with the plan will be removed to bring about the higher frequency that the Earth Mother desires. Then Earth will bring about a cleansing that will balance it once again. There is a potential for many people to leave the planet in an afternoon. Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Marciniak Joanna Michelson, moved by a spirit guide, predicted that two billion people will be simultaneously removed from the Earth during the coming cleansing. Alien Encounters page 191. Will this be Satan's explanation for the sudden disappearance of people all over the world in the rapture of the church? When the global situation reaches a crisis point on Earth, these people will be removed in a twinkling of an eye. This may be convincing to some. Most of the manifestations of UFOs come in the form of bright lights in the sky. The Bible tells us that Satan is the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2 verse 2, that he is able to produce lying signs and wonders, 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 9, and that he is able to transform himself into an angel of light, 2 Corinthians 11 verse 14. False messiahs and false prophets performing lying signs and wonders will be a feature of the last days. Matthew 24 verses 23 and 24. Jesus also spoke of fearful sights and great signs from heaven, signs in the sun, moon and stars and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity. Luke 21 verses 11 and 25. Satan will use a multitude of deceptions, including the UFO phenomena, to try to change the way people think and to soften them up to accept his counterfeit messiah, the Antichrist, as the answer to human ills. It is possible that the lying signs and wonders performed by the Antichrist will be explained as manifestations of a higher intelligence that has come from space visitors, whereas in fact they are demonic delusions. Going back to the five main messages of UFOs mentioned above, they are all wrong. 1. We are not on the threshold of a new age of enlightenment, but on the edge of the Great Tribulation the worst time in human history which will precede the glorious return of the Lord Jesus the Messiah to the earth to judge the world in righteousness. 2. God is not an impersonal force, but a loving Heavenly Father who can be known personally through faith in Jesus the Messiah. 3. We have one chance to get it right in this life. The lie of the devil in the Garden of Eden is you shall not die, you will be like God, Genesis 3 verses 4 and 5. This is being recycled in the New Age movement of which UFO culture is a part. In fact after death we face the day of judgment when we give account of our lives to God. 4. The idea that right and wrong are only illusions and part of the same whole is Chinese Taoist philosophy which is also being recycled for popular consumption through movies like Star Wars and the Harry Potter books. In fact God is the creator of all things and wholly good. The Bible teaches us the difference between good and evil and how to live in the light of God's truth. Satan is a created being who is the source of evil and who is doomed to spend eternity in the lake of fire. 5. There is one way we can avoid joining him in this fate, through repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus, the Messiah who died as a sacrifice for our sins and rose again from the dead to give eternal life to all believers. Jesus is a great teacher, but not just a great teacher. He is God made flesh who revealed the ultimate truth to all mankind. Humanity has once been visited on earth, not from outer space, 
but from heaven itself. If we reject the words of this heavenly visitor, then there is no further enlightenment coming for us from anywhere else. See John 1 verses 1 to 14. The coming intervention from the Lord. Finally we should know that there is an invasion of earth which is coming, not from UFOs, but from God himself. The first stage of this event will be the sudden and supernatural removal of millions of people around the world. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 16 to 18. Following this event, known as the rapture of the church, the beast or antichrist will take over the world under Satan's power for a brief period. He will not bring a new age of love and light, but the great tribulation, the worst time in human history, when the world will come to the brink of destruction before the return of Jesus Christ. His brief reign will come to an end with the physical return of the Lord Jesus to the earth, to take over the reins of control. Then the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of our God and of his Messiah, Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Revelation 11 verse 15. Those who put their trust in Jesus now will have a glorious future in his kingdom as he cleans up the earth after the mess humans have made of it and casts Satan and the demons into the abyss from where they will not be able to deceive the nations. Revelation 20 verses 1 to 3. The Messiah will reign for 1000 years in which time there will be peace and justice on earth. Isaiah 2 verses 1 to 4. Then Satan will be released for a short while, and stir up his last futile rebellion against God. After that is put down, this universe will be burned up and God will create a new heavens and new earth where he will dwell forever with the redeemed of all ages. Revelation 21 and 22. At that point this present universe will cease to exist as will the realm where Satan and the demons now live. There will be one good realm where God dwells, heaven, and one bad realm where Satan and the demons and those who die without the Lord dwell, hell. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation 21 verses 1 to 8. The most important thing we can do while we are in this present body and living on this present earth is to avoid hell and make sure we have a place in heaven with God through believing that Jesus died for our sins and rose again to give eternal life to all believers. Alien Encounters by Chuck Missler and Mark Easton is available on Amazon. Tony Pierce, 